Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast, where today I'm addressing simple swaps for healthier eating. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 116 of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Shelly Rael, registered dietitian nutritionist and the founder of Real World Nutrition. So today I'm going to address the topic of simple swaps for healthier eating, where these are things that you can do to have an impactful, an impact, I should say, on your eating, making or helping you have a healthier approach to eating, and how you can make these permanent changes to your routine, and not just a temporary thing that people like to do for a short period of time when they're in this, quote, dieting mentality, but how they can help you with your overall health on a regular basis. So first, I'm going to talk about the simple swaps for healthier eating, some ways you can implement them, and then some things that are not swaps that are healthier, things that people think are healthier, or what we call a health halo, but they're not as healthy as people think they are. So first, as this is dropping, this is towards the end of December, people may not quite be ready of thinking of what they're going to do in the new year, or if they're going to do anything in the new year to address their health and their approach to eating. But I always like to bring it up. I'm not a huge person to make major changes, but set goals for the new year of things I want to accomplish. So that's what I encourage people to do. And so this is the time of year where people may start thinking about embracing a healthier diet approach. And I always emphasize healthier because with people saying, I want to eat healthy, it seems like an all or nothing, but healthier is even micro steps into making a better approach or a healthier approach to eating is what I love to encourage people to do. And what better way to do it is doing something that I call simple swaps. So not worrying about eliminating things, not making temporary adjustments, but making some permanent changes in some of the foods to help with a healthier lifestyle. So what do I mean by these simple swaps? So it's about making a conscious choice to adjust the nutrients in your food, really without sacrificing flavor. So I think of these things as swaps to a healthier you, a healthier approach to eating. And this could be something like reducing added sugar, cutting down on solid fats, or even ways just to get in more nutrients or more bang for your buck, so to speak. And when I say these are simple swaps, after you may consciously do it the first few times, I will love it if it's just an automatic thing that you do where it becomes a habit to help with your overall health. So I'm going to give some examples of simple swaps. And you can choose ones that you may want to do, things you're like, uh, heck no, not happening. But also things that you may already be doing without even realizing it. So the first one is choosing whole grains over refined grains. Now, you don't have to do this with everything, but just a little bit, 
choosing a whole grain breakfast cereal, choosing brown rice over white rice for even just a little bit of extra fiber, a little bit of extra nutrients. Even if you don't do it every time, doing it at least half the time is going to help with boosting your nutrition intake. The second one I bring up is mashed avocado for butter or heavy cream in baking or other things that may call for heavy cream. So mashed avocado just doesn't whip up like heavy cream does. But if you use it in place of whipping cream for like making a chocolate mousse or a pudding, if it's ripe enough, it doesn't have a avocado flavor to it. Or in baked goods, you can swap it out for butter, mashed avocado for butter, for a healthier fat profile. So again, I just want to emphasize, make sure these are ripe. Because um, there was one time I did make a recipe where the, the avocados weren't quite ripe enough. And there was an avocado taste to it. So think of it like bananas. You want them to be a little bit more ripe. And then you get the benefit of all those monounsaturated fats as instead of the saturated fats that butter might have. Not might have. Butter definitely has saturated fats. And if you're hesitant about doing this, go half avocado, half butter in your recipe, your baking recipe that may call for that. Another one, number three that I have here is using quinoa instead of white rice. And I love white rice. And I've already mentioned that, you know, choosing brown over white rice now and then. But I tend to rotate between white rice, brown rice, and quinoa. And the quinoa has more protein in it than the other types of rice, well, than white rice, but also compared to brown rice. So it can add some protein to your diet. Number four, one that I do like to use, I don't do it every single time, but choose for lean ground turkey instead of ground beef. Now, it's just making a little bit of a difference with the saturated fats. And if it's in a mixed recipe, it's not going to really sacrifice flavor. Most of the time, people don't know the difference. Now, I still eat beef, but I do alternate between ground beef and ground turkey in some of my recipes. So using that, and I said like spaghetti or chili, maybe not for a burger because it tends to be a little bit dry, but just consider that. A lot of people don't tend to think of turkey until November and December and then don't think of it again until the next November, December. Number five, this is one I do almost exclusively now is using plain Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. And this really cuts down on a lot of calories, a lot of fat, and really increases the nutrients like protein and calcium. So I use this usually in recipes. So if I'm going to make a ranch dip or some kind of onion dip, I'll use the yogurt instead of the sour cream. But I also use it when I make tacos or other um, New Mexican dishes. I use plain Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. Number six, herbs and spices instead of salt. So there are so many herbs and spices that we can use that have no sodium in them. And it really helps with great flavor and 
helping with our overall choices to help with our heart health, our blood pressure. And even if you don't have high blood pressure, I often encourage people to watch their salt intake because it's easy to overdo it. And that's something where you can experiment with different flavors with your herbs and spices. Um, But really cutting back on the salt is really helpful there. Number seven, sparkling water over the sugary drinks. So I'm not a huge soda fan, so I can take or leave soda. But I know a lot of people, they like that carbonation. And so they really like to have the bubbles that fizz in their mouth. And so you can stay hydrated, you can enjoy the carbonation of the sparkling waters without the added sugars and just the empty calories that tend to be in those drinks. And there are so many sparkling waters out there with the flavors from grapefruit to lime to cranberry and even like a limoncello flavored sparkling water. So no calories, but you still get that flavor and the mouthfeel of a soda. Number eight, well, I really hesitate to put this one on the list, but I say cauliflower for some things. I am one of those people who say, let cauliflower be cauliflower, let rice be rice. I don't like to pretend cauliflower is not something other than the vegetable that it is. However, I have done some things in the past out of necessity of including cauliflower as part of a recipe and it came out just fine. So let me give you the example is I was running short on potatoes for mashed potatoes one year for a holiday meal. While the potatoes were boiling, I added some chopped up cauliflower to the potatoes while they were cooking. So the cauliflower and potatoes cooked together. Then I mashed them together, added the butter and the milk and all the flavorings and had mashed potatoes that also happened to have cauliflower in there. So it was a way to help extend, add some nutrients, and most, actually nobody knew the difference, or at least no one said anything. So I'm not going to pretend mashed cauliflower is the same as mashed potatoes. That's ridiculous. But if you want to have more fiber add some nutrients to your mashed potatoes, that would be one example of doing that. So some ways of implementing these things, you don't have to do this every single day, but it also doesn't have to be a monumental task. So I suggest pick one or two and just gradually introduce more over time. So for example, the herbs and spices is pretty much second nature. Doing The Greek yogurt is pretty much second nature. I don't know when the last time I bought sour cream was because I just have the Greek yogurt there all the time because I use it for many things. So some of the things that you can do is you can do meal prep or snack prep. And this isn't the whole blown meal, full blown meal, but do batches of whole grains. So batches of quinoa for the whole week or batches of brown rice for the whole week. You can do batches of lean protein for the week ahead, or even just veggies for the week ahead. Snacking, snack smart. So have the veggies and the hummus or a handful of nuts for quick snacks. So that's something where you can just add some simple swaps to having veggies instead of another crunchy snack that's not as healthy. Say, 
Look for recipes that can incorporate some of these swaps or adjust your own, like what I did with the potatoes. Educate your palate. So this is the thing with salt especially. Your taste buds will gradually adjust for you to enjoy these flavors of the foods without the excessive fats. Sorry, not the fats. I don't know where that came from. The excessive salt or the excessive sugar. So if you use a little bit less salt, your taste buds adapt to that and you can be satisfied with less. And just on a side note, sea salt or any of these fancy salts are not healthier. They are just different names for salt. So always remind people about this progress, not perfection. And these are stepping stones to a healthier lifestyle. Now, switching gears a little bit, I want to address some of these health halos or swaps that aren't always healthier. So while I often encourage simple swaps, I just have to remind people, not everything with the so-called health halo is indeed healthier. So let me give you some examples. Number one, gluten-free products. So of course, gluten-free has its role, has its purpose for people with celiac disease or gluten sensitivities, but these gluten-free breads or cookies or other baked goods are not automatically healthier. And often they can be higher in sugar, higher in fat, and lower in nutrients. So number two, granola bars. I love granola bars and they're convenient, but many commercial granola bars contain a lot of added sugars, unhealthy fats, and don't tend to be a good source of protein. So I encourage people, if you're going to have a bar that you want to carry with you, opt for snacks that are like fresh fruits or nuts or nut and fruit bars, and look for something that has 9 to 15 grams of protein per bar. Now, one of the times things I do is now and then where I live, um, I get a lot of granola bars because we have one of the manufacturing factories here in my city. And so the not so perfect granola bars tend to be given away. And so I just smear some peanut butter on top of my granola bars. That really helps increase the protein that I still want to encourage you to take a look at the added sugars that may be in your granola bars. Number three, oh, things hit a, really went through the roof with these processed veggie burgers or these non-meat alternatives. And there's some aspects of going vegetarian and even vegan that are healthier, 100%. But the meat mimicking alternatives, pretending to be beef for chicken, are highly processed, highly, highly processed. Take a look at the ingredients list on some of these and contain additives. And they don't always end up being healthier options. They're just meatless options. Number four, pre-packaged smoothie mixes. So a lot of times the smoothie mixes will contain added sugars and really lack the fiber that you get from whole fruits and vegetables. So I encourage people to just take fresh or frozen produce and make your own homemade smoothie. I make smoothies a lot, especially in the warmer months, and it's soy milk, it's frozen fruit, it's Greek yogurt, and it's oats, and that's pretty much it. It's not pretty much it. That's it. Those are the four ingredients, so no pretty packaged things here. So just take a look at what's 
in there and look at the nutrition facts and the ingredients and make sure there's not a lot of added sugars in there. Number five, vegan junk food. So going vegan is fantastic for many reasons, but not all vegan products are healthy. This is not an automatic thing. If something's vegan or food is vegan friendly, it's not always healthier. So vegan cookies, chips, and other highly processed snacks can still be high in sugar and unhealthy fats. And just on a note here, Oreos and Fritos are vegan. I love both of those, but they're not healthier. They're not good for you. Even though an Oreo may be vegan or Fritos fit into a vegan diet, it's not healthier. Now, number six, fruit juices. So two things here. If you're drinking fruit juice, it should be 100% fruit juice. Otherwise, you're getting a lot of added sugars. And even those labeled as 100% fruit juice can be high in concentrated sugars. So even though they're naturally occurring sugars, I do remind people that a lot of times, 100% fruit juice, ounce per ounce, is higher in calories than regular soda. Now, I'm not encouraging regular soda instead of fruit juice, because fruit juice still has some nutrients in them. So I just tell people, pay attention. Whole fruits are the best choice. But if you want 100% fruit juice, stick to just six to eight ounces a day or less. Number seven, reduced fat peanut butter. Now, reduced fat peanut butter often compensate for the reduction in fat with added sugar, added salt, or other fillers. And this surprises a lot of people. It's not usually lower in calories. So I encourage people to take a look at the ingredients, look at the profile, and see the calories, are they different? Are the reduced fat peanut butter, do they take out the healthy fats? Usually, yes. So what is the difference there? So I encourage people just go for regular peanut butter or natural peanut butter with minimal ingredients added. Number eight, flavored yogurts. Now, flavored yogurts are a source of added sugars. Now, this isn't the worst thing for us. It helps to have yogurt with some fruit or some added sugars because, you know, if I said Greek plain Greek yogurt is great as a sour cream alternative, that gives you an idea of what it tastes like without something added to it. So I just tell people, just be conscious of this. So if you choose plain Greek yogurt, add fresh fruit and some honey for sweetness if that works for you. Like I said, I use the plain Greek yogurt, not just for dips, but I put that in the smoothies. So no need to have any flavored or added sugars with that. And number nine, multi-grain products. So I tell people it can have every grain under the sun, but that doesn't mean it's a whole grain. So not all multi-grain products are created equal. So I always tell people, check the ingredients list, check the label to ensure it's a whole grain. And that's the first ingredient rather than a refined grain. So if you look at white crackers and then the whole grain counterpart, if you look at them side by side, look at the ingredients list, you may be surprised to find that those multi-grain crackers or I said whole grain crackers, but the multi-grain crackers are made, ones made with whole grain don't have much difference to them. 
So it's essential to read labels, but important, be mindful of portion sizes. Focus on whole and minimally processed foods whenever possible. And the key is this, make informed choices that align with your overall health and wellness goals. Now, that's it for the simple swaps for this week's episode. However, if you are interested in learning more or working with me on your overall wellness goals in 2024, I encourage you to schedule a free 30-minute introductory call for January. Sign up for the newsletter. You can get both of these on the show notes on getting updates each week from me. I send an email out each Friday afternoon with the latest uh, updates from the blog and more. And I want to wish you a happy end of 2023 and a really fabulous new year of 2024. I've got one more episode coming out uh, this month or this year for 2023, but this is almost the end of 2023. So I want to tell you, take care and bye for now. <music>